This is a life-changing message from Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. More information about Abundant Life can be found at www.alcc1.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Miller. We have been talking about there are certain principles in the Word of God that God gives us to live by so that we can get to the place where he desires. Now, one of the things that we and you understand that uh, we've been on, our church has been on for quite a while. I believe the beginning of the year, we have been kind of digging in these areas of faithful, fruitful, and fulfills. Amen. And today we are talking even more so about fulfillment. We are still stuck on fulfillment, and we are going through certain principles that are in the Word of God. Listen to what I just said. There are certain principles that are in the Word of God that will help us get to this place called fulfillment. It will help us get to the place called fulfillment. Now, one of the things that we ended up talking about the other day, uh, last week, was that God is a promise keeper. Somebody say amen to that. But a promise, we found out that a promise is only as good as the person who makes it. Amen? Didn't we remember that? That a promise is only as good as the person who makes it. And the, and the character of the promiser is what gives the promise its value. The character of the promiser is what gives, it is what gives the promise its value. God's promise, watch, watch this, because i got to get going into where we got to be. God's promise are meant to ignite our faith. The promises of God are meant to ignite our faith and expectation and desire. It is designed, God's promises, I'll say that again. God's promises, the promises are meant to ignite our faith and our expectation and our desire, all right? And we're going to talk about that thing, desire, but not tonight. Amen? We are going to get with it, all right? His promises act to bind our heart to his. The whole purpose of God's promises, again, are to bind our heart to his heart. Amen? His promises also are designed to turn our eyes towards him. The promises of God are designed to turn our eyes towards God. So you have to understand those three things. I'll say it again. The promises are meant to ignite, watch this, ignite our faith and expectation and desire. His promises bind our hearts to his his heart. His His promise or the promises turn our eyes towards him. When our eye, write this, write this down. This is a nice statement I think you should have in your notes. Uh, when our hearts are occupied with who he is, it will not be hard to believe what he promises to do. That's some good stuff. All right. When, listen to this, when our hearts are occupied with who he is, it, who he is, It will not be hard to believe what he promises to do. That's some good stuff. Now, one of the things that we found out last week was that we were always, 
be challenged to obey God. We will always be challenged to obey God. We saw that the woman in Zarephath, remember that story? The woman in Zarephath, remember that God had already said. Now watch this, write this down. First uh, Kings 7 and 17, 9. It says uh, in First uh, Kings, it says this in 17. Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. He's talking to uh, Isaiah here. Elijah, I'm sorry. He's talking to Elijah. I had to get that straight. All right. Which belongeth to Zidon. Now watch this. And dwell there. And behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Now, this is important for where we're going. This is important where we're going to end up tonight and where we're going to get tonight. See, because one of the biggest challenges God will tell us what the word of God says. We'll know what the word of God says. He's saying that we ought to do this. But the biggest challenge comes not exactly, I don't want to say, well, the biggest challenge comes when it comes time for me to act out what God's word says. Are y'all listening to me? All right, follow this. So the, the biggest, look what he says in 1 Kings 17, 13. And Elijah said unto her, now watch this. Now, this is the same woman that he had already spoke to. Remember this? We're just reviewing real fast. Elijah said unto her, fear not. Go, now this is 13, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first. There's that seed again. Remember we talked about seed a couple weeks ago. Whenever there is a spiritual need, when you sow the seed, you're guaranteed an over and abundance of harvest. Amen. Come on now. Amen. So he now said, give me the seed. All right. Now he, but look what he tells her. Don't, don't be afraid. Let me tell y'all something. The moment that you, you got to catch this because where we're going, you're going to see, I'm going to read the scripture into where we're going tonight. But one of the things you have to understand, the moment it comes time to do the will of God, that's when the enemy is going to strike, and that's when fear is going to try to come in to stop you from doing what God said. Amen. Are y'all listening to me? Are you you got to understand this because, see, it is only now. See, this is what folk don't get. It is only until you do the will of God that is then you get the promise. Right. See, I can obey obedience. Remember what we said. Obedience opens the door to the promises of God. It surrounds me. The promises surround me, but it's my faith that brings the manifestation of the promise. Are y'all following me? It is my faith that brings the manifestation of the promise. Now, I got to tell you something. One of the things that happens in the body of Christ is everybody hears the word. A lot of people are around the word, but nobody's using the faith to extract the manifestation. All right. Watch this. I know what I'm talking about. Now, look what I'm saying. Let's go there. Y'all ready to start? Let's go to work. All right. Because we've got a few things to talk about so that you can get to this place of understanding. There are certain things that will also come. And you're going to see this tonight. Look at this. Let's stop talking about it. Let's get there. Hebrews 10, 35, please. Hebrews 10 and 35. I'm going to read two versions for you. I'm going to read the King James Version, and I'm also going to read the Amplified. Amen. Because I believe the Amplified does just what it says it does. It amplifies. Amen. Look what the Bible says. Y'all ready? All right. Cast not, the first, first time I'm going to read it, it's going to be out of the KJV. Look what it says. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, 
which hath great recompense of reward. Now watch this. This is good stuff. For you have need of, look at this. Here's our next word. Here's our next principle. Here's the principle. Nobody likes this one. This is the one you ain't going to like. I'm going to tell you. This is the one you don't want to swallow. I'm going to tell you that automatically. Uh, for you have need of patience. All right. Let's keep going. That after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. He says patience kicks in. And, and, but see, you got to do the will of God. In, when patience kicks in, you're doing the will of God. You're waiting. You're waiting for that manifestation. You already know the manifestation has present. You, you've been promised the promise. Now you just got to receive. Somebody say amen. Watch this. Oh, man, you're going to love this. Hebrews 10.35 Amplified says, Do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence, for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. For you have need of steadfast patience and endurance so that you may fully perform and fully accomplish the will of God and thus receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what is promised. Man, did you hear at the end of that? He says, and enjoy to the full. Man, I like that. What is promised? One of the things that you have to understand that, and let's look at what the Bible says here. He says, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Now, I'm going back to the KJV, which have great re recompense of reward, for you have need of patience, that after you have done. Now, he's saying, i got to do the will of God. After I've done the will of God, i got to be patient. Come on. After I've done the will of God, I must be patient and hang in there until I see my manifestation. Right. Amen. That's what he's telling me. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. Now, watch this. James 1 and 22. Look what the Bible says. We're going to keep giving you scripture. Amen. James 1 and 22. Man, this is good stuff, man. See, because I'm going to tell you something right today. I got a lot of stuff I'm going to give you on patience. But can I tell you something? We live in a world that's microwave. One of the things you've got to be careful of, and I know you're saying, Pastor, what do you mean microwave? We live in a microwave world where we want everything instant. We want it fast. The whole purpose of microwave is to cut down and cook it. Am I right? Hey, man, the whole purpose of that microwave, man, you put something in there in a minute, boom, and it's hot. You, you put it in a stove, it's going to take you 20 minutes. And so we're accustomed. If somebody doesn't bring your pizza on time, how many of y'all ever, uh, how, real quick, follow me, how many of you have ever, uh, uh, Soon as you made your takeout order, you looked at your watch. Come on now. Now let me be real with me. Be real with me. Soon as you made your takeout, what you do? You said, all right, here we go. You know, and you started counting them. You know, back in the day, say back in the day. Back in the day when we did takeout, uh, there was one pizza place that said if they didn't bring it at a certain time, it was free. I don't know about you, but we always, whenever we got that guy, when we started using that guy because he said that. Because we wanted to make sure if he didn't get it here in 30 minutes, that meant it was going to be free. And we started counting. They always made it. Are y'all listening to me? See, one, what am I trying to say is we've, we've gotten to be a place. How many of y'all know that I, I read this st statistic today, and uh, I hope it's right. They said $7 billion are uh, spent from drivers who run red lights. Mm -hmm. 
They said seven billion dollars. The average, no, the seven billion, that, that's what it would be. I was like, really? They said all the people who run red lights and get tickets, that's how much it amounts to. And they said, when you run a red light, it's usually going to save you 50 seconds. So you should have said that. Did y'all see what it said? No, y'all didn't catch what I just said. You're only losing 50 seconds. So you might as well break and wait for the light. But people are so impatient that they can't. There, there was a guy at a red light, and he said this. He said, uh, uh, right when the red light changed, his car stalled. And, his car, and he had a whole line behind him. And it seemed like all the line was blowing. And he was sweating, trying to get the car started. He couldn't get it started. So what he did was jumped out of the car, went to the car behind him who was blowing the horn real hard. He said, I tell you what we'll do. How about you try to start my car while I blow the horn at you? (laughs) (laughs) See, see, See how that changes? It changes perspective when you're sitting in a different seat. Are y'all with me? Amen. And you got to be careful. There was a, can I tell you one more? And then we got a whole lot of work to do. And then there was the young lady in the store and, uh, uh, and she was walking down the aisle. Every time she walked down the aisle, uh, the guy, she caught a guy's eye and he said, the little girl started asking. She had a little girl in the car. She's about one year old, one, two years old. And she's screaming because she didn't get something that she saw in the aisle. And uh, the mother said, the mother said, oh, it's going to be all right, Missy. It's going to be all right, Missy. Just hang in there. Well, we're halfway done. We're halfway done. Went to another aisle, you know, was in the other aisle. The baby starts to grab that candy, says no. She takes it to another level. The baby screams at another level. She says, Missy, hang in there. We only got two more aisles to go. Two more hours ago, just hanging there. Then she goes to the checkout aisle. The baby's grabbing now gum. The gum is access to her. She says no to the baby. But the baby screams, kicks, and does everything. Amen. Y'all saw that before, ain't y'all? And, uh, and this guy was watching her the whole time. And he said, and she said, Missy, it's all right. After we leave, we're going to go get us. We both going to go home and get a nap, you know. And next thing you know, the, the guy followed out at the store, and he said, he said to her, he said, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. I was amazed how you handled your daughter on the inside, how you kept talking to her so that she could calm down and understand what, what was going on. And he said, I really appreciate how you treated your daughter, Missy. And she said, Missy? My name's Missy. <laughs> Did y'all catch what it was saying? She was talking. <laughs> Did y'all catch it? She was encouraging herself, you know, to chill out, be patient. We're going to get there. Amen. Because this child going to send me crazy if I don't. Are you with me? All right. Is it? Did y'all get that? All right. Did y'all like that? Amen. <laughs> All right. Well, let's keep going. All right. Now, the Bible says this. James 26, it says, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So if I receive the word but don't do anything with it, I I just killed it all by itself. 
you can't. I remember this back in the day, folk used to always take the Bibles and put them on the uh, coffee table and even put them in the back of the car. Amen. But the word don't jump in you that way. Amen. Are oh, y'all listening to me? So it could be on the coffee table all day long. You can open it up to uh, scripture, but that scripture don't get in you just by sitting there. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. This is some good stuff, man. You're going to get this. James 1 and 3. Look at this. James 1 and 3. This is the, we're going to get into some scriptures that you don't like. Amen. James 1 and 3. Look at this. How many of y'all want to walk, walk by faith and not by sight? Amen. amen. How many of you? Now, here's the big, here's, here's, I'm going to trick you now. Y'all ready to be tricked? How, how many of y'all want to be strong in your faith? Come on, can I get an amen? amen. All right, uh, can I get an oh yeah. oh yeah? All right, work that out, work that out. Watch this, watch this. Well, God said I'm going to help you get there. That's right. Isn't that awesome? God says I'm going to help you be strong in your faith. Amen. But like a lot of us, we don't like, there was a man that went to the pastor and he asked the pastor this. You, you probably heard this story. He said, pastor, I need patience. And the pastor said, and he said, can you pray for me for patience? And the pastor said, sure can. Father, in the name of Jesus, every trial and tribulation that needs to come to him, make sure it gets to his way. He said, hold up, stop. What are you doing? He said, I'm doing exactly what you asked me for. See, because a lot of times when patient comes, the whole purpose of patience, you're coming, there, there's going to be a little trials that come with that. And we just came out of learning about tests. So you got to look at this. Look what the Bible says, y'all. Glory to God. Knowing this, uh-oh, this is something that I ought to know. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith, amen. He said, don't be dumb to this. I know y'all don't like this scripture, but hey, we got to eat this one too. See, because we're looking for instant when God said, I'm doing something. I'm going to show you tonight that God's time ain't your time. God, did did y'all know he told Abraham, you're going to have a child at 75, and then 25 years later, they have a kid. What is that? And what is God doing there? He tells Abraham he's going to be great. He said, the, the great nation of God can come out of you. It took them almost, if I'm not mistaken, close to 900 some years. That's a long time. See, you, what is God trying to tell us? And I'm going to show you tonight. God is telling us his time is not yours. And what we think is his time, you know, can be off. And God is always using it to teach us. Oh, you're with me. You know, I don't know about you. There are places in life I thought I should have been at. No, y'all didn't catch that. Only a few of y'all cut that. How many of y'all felt that in your life, that you should have been further along? Come on. (laughs) Come on now. Am I right? You felt you should have been further along. I should have at least had two, three, or 18 million by now. Can I get a witness? Am I in agreement? I'm the only one that feel that way, that you should have had 18 million by now. I should have had at least 18 million by now. You know, I wrote past the Popeyes the other day. You know, I ain't going to be honest with you. They put Popeyes down there on uh, 40, and uh, they act like they ain't never seen chicken before. <laughs> A folk act like that. Now, watch this. Pass, follow with me. The folk act like they never, I, I went to the Popeye, I was drawn in just like everybody else, <laughs> like a, a lightning bug to the light, a, a moth to the light. And I'm like, what is it that everybody feels they got to go to this place today? 
Amen. Everybody had biscuit head people out there. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, I went there on Sunday. Remember that, Kevin? Well, on Sunday, they had the biscuit head people out on the street. And I hollered, hey, biscuit head. Glory to God. They were biscuit head people. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so it was. You could, okay, praise the Lord. All right. But no, uh, I, I walked out of the store saying, why in the world? How did I miss this? I did. I walked out saying, God, how did I miss this? Because I took every dime I had and put it over here. If I knew all y'all were going to eat chicken like that, I'd have been bought me a Chick-fil-A. I have yet to see not a line at Chick-fil-A. I'm just saying. But you know what? I, I'm going I'm to take this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this. Now, we're going to go right back to patience. But you know what? I'm going to tell you something. I have yet, like I said, I've yet not to see that line. But that man who started that built that on godly principles. And I believe, even though he's dead today, I believe that carries weight. Somebody say amen. And I believe if you build, see, they said there were, I read an article, I got to hurry up, but I read an article that KFC are, is mad because these guys are beating them real bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's an article that was in the paper this week or last week and said KFC is just upset that they are being lost. But the guy said this, they into that religious stuff over there, but we refuse to do that. It won't be long. <laughs> it won't be long because just like KFC, uh, just like before them, uh, it was uh, Geno's. And, uh, you know, many of us don't know about Geno's. Gino, you know about Gino? And Geno's, she don't know. And Gino, but remember, some of y'all don't know about Geno's. And someday that may be the same way for KFC. All right. Ha! Your children will say, y'all don't know about KFC. They used to be around. Amen. All right. Proverbs. Uh, write this down before we go forward. Oh, oh, we didn't read the whole scripture, did we? Let's go to work. Let's read it. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith. Oh, glory to God. He's just making this thing plain to us. The trying of our what? Faith does what? Worketh patience. That's that bad word you didn't want to hear. It worketh patience. Now, what is patience? Write this definition down. Patient, patience is a inner calmness that comes from the knowledge that God is in control. That's a powerful statement, isn't it? That's a, that, that's a good definition. Let's say it again. Patience is a inner calmness that comes from the knowledge that God is in control. I want to know God's in control. Somebody say amen. Amen. Proverbs 3, please. Proverbs 3 and 5. Let's go to a familiar part of scripture that you know. Remember this, and we said this before, frustration in life comes by not knowing the ways of God and leaning to your own understanding. Frustration in life comes from not knowing, I'll say it again, not knowing the ways of God and leaning to your own understanding. 
There are going to be times I'm going to be, God's going to allow me to go into a trial because the trying of my faith does what? Work with patience. As much as I hate it, the trying of, I may not love the process, but I like the results. Somebody say amen. Because my faith now allows me to receive what God has from me. Somebody say amen. All right. Look what the Bible says. You're there. Trust in the Lord with all, you know that scripture, all their what? Heart. And lean not in all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall do what? Direct thy path. Be not wise. There it is. Be not wise where? In your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. All right. You get the most impatient when you're under, when you're feeling, I have to say it like this, when you're feeling the most pressure. You get the most impatient, you know, and the best illustration I can give you with give give you with that is, is this, is that you ever been late? You ever been late for work or something and you had to go out in the car? Now, come on now. Y'all have been late in. You ever been late and you had to get in the car and go. All right. What did you do? You speed it up, didn't you? I mean, come on, tell truth, shame, devil. I'm going to tell you what I did. I just speed, and I, and I know that, Lord, forgive me, Jesus. And I'll be just trying to get there, you know. And she'll tell you, you know, it seemed like everybody's cousin yeah, just come right in front of you then. And so you become so impatient. Because you like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Then at the light, you know, you almost tempted to go through the light. Why? Because you're running late. And now you're under pressure because you were supposed to be there at a certain time. And if you're not there at a certain time, that pressure cooker is coming back at you now. Do you see it? And so you become impatient. And you become impatient with all the other drivers that are on the road. The only ones you're patient with is the ones. Now, I've noticed this. The only ones I'm patient with is the ones doing the same thing I'm doing. <laughs> Somebody say amen. Give notice that. And I also noticed this, that, that uh, uh, when I leave on time. Oh, no, y'all didn't catch this one. When I leave ahead of time, I found out I'm just as cool as a cucumber. Grandma slogan pull in front of me. It don't even matter. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. But when I'm behind, that's a problem. Why? Because pressure has come. Somebody say amen. All right. All right. What does the Bible or where does patience come from? Well, the Bible says that it is a fruit of the spirit. And so these traits can be uh, traits traced all the way back to the spirit of God. Now, a believer should be walking in these traits Unbeliever can only have a taste of certain things like this. You know, there are certain unbelievers that can have what they think is patience, but the real patience only comes from through the spirit of God. Do y'all hear what I just said? The real patience only comes through the spirit of God. Somebody say amen. All right. The reason we can get patience from God is because God is the one that holds the corner market on it. He's because patience comes from him. Amen. Now, remember this. See, we're uh, again, 
this is what you got to get. The truth of the matter is this here. God does not work on my time. I'm working on his time. His speed may not be my speed. And sometimes, all the time, you know, he's had me wait in areas where I thought I shouldn't have to wait. Come on, somebody. But in the process of waiting patiently, I'm going to show you something. In the process of being patient, I receive something. I learn something. Amen. And that's what trials will do for you. Somebody say amen. amen. Second Peter three and eight. Look at this. I because I want to show you that your time may not be his time. Your time. And see, because a lot of times we're looking at time and, you know, you're looking to be at a certain place at a certain time. And God said, no, no, we're doing something. Amen. And uh, and see, God is not obligated to show you the whole picture. If you saw the whole picture, it'd be easy for you. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be walking by faith. Right. If you saw the whole picture all at once, oh, I know what he's doing. I know what he's doing. <laughs> oh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, would you call me? Oh, I can take it. <laughs> if you knew that, that this was a trial of your faith, you know, are you with me? But you, you or if he had you in this spot to teach you something, you know, you, you go through flying colors every time. But sometimes he don't tell you that. And you got to still be strong enough to say that God's got my back. Amen. All right. Watch this. Second Peter three and eight. Look what the Bible says. But beloved, be not ignorant. Be not without knowledge. Of this one thing. That. One day. Is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. 